Well, I just hit record, so now everyone can hear it. We don't have Dan Duran long. You know, he's not with us long today again, Fred. I'm not dying. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not dying. He's not. Insert dick joke here, but I won't. <laughs> ah. That's right. It's too easy. Mm-hmm. I love what Dan said, though. I'm not dying. He's not. He's not long for this world. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. I, I, you know, and I, I was telling you off air, and I, I don't even have to give the guy's name, but a guy that I worked with in radio, because nobody would know him probably, Bill Octorloni, his name. Okay, I said it. 73 dies, you know, and it's one of those things. He has died. It's one of those things. A guy I worked with 40 years ago, only 73. That's me, like, in, what, five, six years? It's funny These you said things, that. These things are starting to get me. Like, wow, well, 70. Guy's dying at seven, 73. Anyway. It's curious you said that. I said funny initially, but it's not. It's curious you said that because when you told me off the air, mm. I was a bit distracted. And you were talking about somebody and you said to me, did I know him? And did that name mean anything? It did not. But the uh, lingering thought I had was 73. That's not that old. It's only uh, six years older no. than you. No. Dan, could you turn yeah. off the air, please? Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Nice I worked with him at the uh, AM station in Brampton so many years ago. Nice guy. He went under a different name. He wasn't Bill Octorloney then. He was Bill. Uh, I can't even remember the last name he used, but nice man. Shotgun nice man. Billy Chot. Shotgun Billy Morgan? Mm, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Something like Shotgun that. Shotgun Morgan Billy Shotgun. Mm-hmm. Fred raises a point that's, that I've thought about before. Is mm-hmm. All the people, when we started our career in radio, or I suppose anybody in any anybody's career, the people that, that uh, at this age now that, you know, they, they've got to be dead. There's got to be a lot of people we work oh, with yeah. that we don't even know. Oh, yeah. Have died. Dude, You yes. know, like, I don't know. Like, Think about Jack this. Jack Ross still around? Jack Ross or? dead. Vern Trail dead. Uh, Don West probably dead. You know, there was a, <laughs> <laughs> there was a bunch of guys we started off with uh, that have passed on. Well, I saw another name here. Um, bear with me for a sec. Oh, okay, um, okay. That I thought mm-hmm. I didn't know, but it seemed like a a familiar radio name. Maybe you guys knew. A shotgun um, Johnny. Shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. There's a guy that Kingsbury <laughs> and I and uh, and Lumby worked with uh-huh. playing Ernie Ford. He was. Oh the morning yeah. Man. Tennessee Ernie Ford. Shotgun Tennessee, Ernie Ford. Ernie Ford. He was a rodeo announcer, local rodeo announcer. Of course he was. Um, Howard, did you know a guy named Fred, or either one of you guys, uh, Fred Sherratt? Mm, no. I did not know that name. Well, he, that's a name that, yeah, Chum, and uh, like he was in Peterborough, and uh, was a yeah, big in Chum, I guess, for years. Anyway, he died at 93. That's oh, okay. that's better. That's, that's okay better. that he died. Well, you know, we've done this discussion a few times, but I mean, I I used to do this bit about celebrity death math, which is basically what we're doing now. Anytime somebody dies, famous or wherever, you kind of first thing you do is, okay, they're 73, I'm 63. That means I have 10 years left. But um, yeah, there's a bunch of guys, I'm sure in Lloyd Minster, guys that you started off with, Dan, that were, you know, if if you guys were 17, 18, 19, they might have been in their 30s, which to me, mm-hmm. when I was 17, the guy that actually said, hey, maybe you should call yourself Humble Howard. Man, I should, what, what, maybe I should have gone with Shotgun Humble Howard. Shotgun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy, Shotgun and Fred. Uh, but that guy, Fred, was 33 or 4 when I was 17. And mm-hmm. that seemed to me 
super not not super old but i was like way that was way older than me well i get it of course you know a lot of guys use that whole shit you know there was a wasn't a shotgun Tom Rivers too? Didn't he use that yeah. shotgun? Shotgun Tom Rivers. Yeah. Now nowadays, all the young jocks are using AR fifteen. AR fifteen, Bobby here. <laughs> right? You've got to evolve. Hey, you know what? That's pretty. Right. That's pretty funny. Bring it into the <laughs> hey, current. I like that. Situation. You know what I like? I like what you just did there with the AR fifteen Tom. <laughs> um, but look at this Fred Sherratt guy again. Uh, I, I, I'm gathering quickly here. A big, um, big guy in management. <laughs> he lives to 93, and Bill Ochterlone, he lives to 73. Where's the fairness in that? So Fred Sherratt for 20 years got to you know enjoy food, wine, trips, oh, yeah. and <laughs> companionship, nature, Dro- drooling in his more. drooling in his cereals, squirting well, out, maybe. having trouble with his bowels. You know, back in the in the days when your father and my father were around, right. that was a Gatlin gun to Tom Rivers. <laughs> you see him. And then back in the 1800s, it was a musket Tom. Yeah. Musket, yeah, musket Tom. Tom. <laughs> okay. Here comes Slingshot Billy. <laughs> <laughs> see what we did there, Dan? That's called a little yeah. improv. Hey, I get yeah. it. Hey, um, uh-huh. hey, listen. So, two of our two general managers that we shared are dead uh, Vince DiMaggio and Bill Hutton. That's right. They've passed and just think sitting in their office never to just sit there and think someday you're going to be dead. Um, well, I did. And we're going to be talking about you being dead. <laughs> I thought of everyone. I, I think everyone when I look at you, I think you're going to be dead soon. God damn it. Uh, <laughs> Dan, hey, look at the, Hey, look at David. Marsden. When you talk about a guy 34 years old, you thought he was ancient. When I started working for uh, David Marsden. He was like 39, and he seemed old to me, 39, 40, when he was running CFNY, and now he's like 82, 83. Well, I bring up this uh, Don West guy because, Dan, the time I worked with him, I I was literally a month or two out of high school, and I was so intimidated by the whole scene, especially him because he was my boss. Right. And uh, he started calling me Humble Howard around the office a little bit. And then one night I followed him. He was doing mm-hmm. four to eight. And I was filling in for the eight to midnight guy. And he said, uh, stand by, everybody. Shotgun Humble Howard is coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say shotgun. No. Just Humble Howard. And I, and I cringed yeah. when he said it because it was the first time anyone had said it on the air. And then I, I, and I've told the story. But he turned his mic off and he said, you know what? You could do a lot worse than uh, using that because everyone in those days had a different name because he said there was a guy in L.A., Humble Harve, and he thought that Humble Howard would be a good little moniker for me. And you know what? He was wrong. <laughs> no. There was some. Um, you got to change it soon. Then. Second to change it. When, when I get to 65, I'm coming up with something new. Those uh, monikers have sort of gone by the wayside, generally. I mean, you still have, what? well, Freeway, Freeway Frank is out of the picture now, and uh, but there's uh, Fearless Fred, and you don't hear a lot of that. No. Tarzan's out of the business now. No, no, no. Um, Most people, yeah, don't use those things. Yeah, we got to start the show, because remember we're going to start the show with the thing? Mm. That was like seven right. minutes ago. Uh, yeah, but this is gold. <laughs> Okay, if you if you say so. Um, all right, here now. By the way, you, we we don't do that. We got you know we got Dan Geber, we got Howard Glass. Let's just go raw, Dan. Let's just do it. Come on, man. <laughs> this episode of Howard and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Howard and Fred Studios in Toronto, from our cottage-like Brampton facility, and from Howard's Kitchen Island next to the coffee maker. And is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Architect Outdoor Living, Better Building by Design. 
And now here are two men who, while Ukraine is fighting, the U.S. is draining itself into a sewer, and the looming climate crisis continues to loom, are deciding what color to paint their Muskoka chairs this year. Should it be pastels or bold prime colors? It's Howard and Fred. Shotgun, shotgun. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. Yeah. <sighs> All right, uh... It's Thursday, so it's just uh, Fred and I. Boone will be hey, Fred, here later. Fred, was, is Frederick your actual name? Yes, Frederick. Frederick. Mm-hmm. And when did people start calling you Freddy? Oh, since a child. Since a baby Freddy, boy. The Freddy P thing started in radio. Yeah. Fred is everywhere. So it, mm-hmm. it, it's so everywhere. I was going to say ubiquitous, but you know, whatever. But even in Mexico... The guy that rented me the uh, 98 Honda <laughs> was uh, mm-hmm. Fed, Federico, not Frederico. Yeah. It's, to hear me, it's Fred without the R, which I thought I'd never heard before, Federico. Oh, either have I. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, when did you, well, I know when, we all know when you became Dan Duran. That's an old story, but uh, yeah. what were you, Daniel? So those first few years before you came to work with me in Calgary, were you Daniel Gebert or Dan Gebert on the air in Moose Jaw? Uh, and how come you never so. thought of changing it to Shotgun Dan Gebert? <laughs> or, or the other, by the way, the other yeah. one that was popular was Robert W. Morgan. Yeah. Everyone was Daniel W. Morgan or something. So, yeah. but you were Similar. Gebert on the air in Moose Jaw. I think so, and then when I, when I whatever point I moved to uh, CKRA Rock Radio in Edmonton, uh, Lynn Tucson was my boss there, and he said that uh, he got to change the name, so he came up with Dan Garrett. So it was Dan Garrett. Dan for a year Garrett. I didn't. You know what? I don't think I knew that you were Dan Garrett in Edmonton. Yeah. So where did the Duran come from again? We've heard this story, I'm sure, several times. We, we we go ahead. Do you remember Dan? He was he was doing. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I was at a party and in. Uh, it was a party in Calgary, and uh, there was a copywriter, I can't remember her name, uh, at an ad agency, and, sh- and the- she started at the party to come up with the most radio-sounding name. Luscious Linda. And then uh, they came up with uh, with with Dan Duran at that party. So I started using it on the air with Howard. Uh, we were doing a, a feature called Police Blotter. I was Officer Gieb. Right. And I want to be, and for Christmas, I wanted it to be promoted. He wanted to, to be promoted to Detective Dan. Yeah. Mm. So... Uh, then uh, uh, Captain Humble. That's right. That's who I was, Captain <laughs> Humble. Captain Humble in, in the feature uh, promoted me uh, after I changed it. So I was, started calling, calling myself Dan Duran, and then, then I became Detective, Detective Dan, Dan Duran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I ended up working at another radio station in, the, in in town. And so, like, Howard was on the air for, like, what, five years there or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then um, there was another guy named Norm uh, Norm Edwards, who was, like, the heritage voice in town. And they had He would have been like survey. the Wally Crowder of Calgary, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. yeah, I've heard that name. Yeah, great yeah. guy. So, also, uh, by the way, a- also dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to the dead guys in a minute. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And uh, there there was some sort of, uh, you know, focus group or something like name the top people in the market. And I came out number three and I was only on the air from seven until eight for a couple of years. This was under Dan Duran. And was there any was Dan was Duran Duran hot at the time? And it was part of the it was sort of coming into it, I think. Oh, okay. Wow. Interesting. Mm. 
Yeah, very good. Because mm-hmm. even the uh, Voldemort, right? Like the whole John, like the Derringer thing. Wasn't there a big rock star Derringer? What was his name? Rick Derringer. Uh, Rick Derringer or something. Uh, there was, I, I think, jocks. That was quite common, too, to maybe grab a rock star name and attach it to you on some level. But, yeah. You know, I didn't think at age 17... Uh, you know, it might have been 18 because I didn't really get to that part of the radio station. I was on the all-night show for about a year or maybe less and then started to fill in a little bit during the daytime. So it might have been somewhere when I was 18. I certainly did not think at 18 that at 63, I'd still be walking around with humble Howard dragging that around with me. It didn't, right. it didn't occur to me that that was going to be me for the rest of my life. But here uh, we are. I thought... For a while, I thought of maybe grabbing like a musical monitor, a moniker. But then, mm. I, Fred Torme, it just didn't. No, it didn't ring. You know you what? Know? You should have taken it in one step further and called yourself Fred Torment because that's what you are, <laughs> Fred Tormented. Or no, instead of Humble Howard, you could be Tormented Fred. That's, <laughs> that would be your moniker. Hey, it's Tormented Fred, not Fearless Fred. <laughs> Fred Torment. I saw a clip of uh, Carson. There was all these. I was going to send it to you. There was uh, somewhere, maybe on TikTok, a guy put together a clip of all. The very last show of Carson, apparently, if you rent the DVD or whatever or have it on, it doesn't include the musical montage. And it's all the artists that were on Carson, including uh, Ethel Merman. And whenever I hear Ethel Merman, (laughs) for some reason, I think of you. Oh, maybe maybe I should have been Fred Merman. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, for, for the life of me, I can't remember why. Is it because you used to do uh, sing like Ethel Merman all the time? Yes. Yeah, I oh, used yeah, to, yeah, okay. yeah. I used to go up there, yeah. Um, well, that's funny, too, because Mel Torme was on Carson quite a bit, too. Oh, yeah. That's how I, the just, Velvet He was Fawn. sort of like a smooth uh, Johnny-type guy. Uh, memories. Tormented Fred and Howard. Um, uh, we got a lot of stuff to get through. Dan, uh, this is the last day, the parade. We didn't. I didn't put together a parade for you. Uh, Dan's been my roommate. We were roommates in Calgary, Calgary, probably yeah. for a couple of years. What I don't, ha- I have a lot of memories from when you and I were roommates as younger men. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple I don't know if we should discuss because they are uh, there was some you know shenanigans yeah, going on in that. So. No, exactly. I remember how excited we were when we were younger, Fred. That uh, the radio station bought me an electric typewriter, and Dan and I. Uh, you know, stared at it in wonder in that little second floor office we had. Yeah, that was great. That was a big step up for us. Yeah, probably one of the most aggravating tools to get used to. Yeah, the electric typewriter. I just remember that too. We had one in the radio station. I tried to use it several times, and I left my fingers on the keys too long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was horrid. So and, I went back to my clunker. And the innovation of having whiteout or a, yes. whatever a piece of whiteout yeah. tape. Yeah. The autocorrect or the uh, backspace correct. Yeah, the backspace correct. Yeah, yeah. That was a big thing for us. Built right into the typewriter? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, like literally. Well, you had to feed it. You had to feed that tape in there, but. No, no, no. There was after that. There was was IBM Selectric. They had a, uh, there was a, 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 I don't know, a little square with an X on it, and you pushed Mm -hmm. it, and it would backspace. And that white tape was also a a bar underneath it. Well, that's what I'm talking about. But you'd, you'd have to replace the white tape from time to time, would you not? Oh, yeah, well, just yeah, like you would yeah, ribbon. Yeah, well, that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. 
My mom had uh, my mom uh, where she worked. She the guy bought her one of those that had the correction thing right built in. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. One of my uh, well, there was two. There was two moments with uh, women in that place in Calgary. One I, I will not tell that story, but the one that I'm. It's just uh, you know you're you, when you're young you do things and I was a, it was a terrible terrible thing I did. There was this woman I was dating, kind of I, more than dating. We were boyfriend girlfriend. You remember her? We went on the house houseboats together with your girlfriend, yeah. and, we, mm-hmm. and they they sunbathed topless. We thought that was cool. Yeah, that was nice. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Dan, both, I, both both of them, of them together oh, yeah. in front of both of you. Yes, sir. So you could see Dan's yes. girls' boobies. Yes, and, I could. And he could see your girls' boobies. You are correct, tormented friend. Ooh. You are correct. <laughs> Ooh, that, that's that's what I call girls gone wild. Yeah, well for us, it was well as the girls gone wild. The nineteen eighty three or four or five edition. I can't remember when it was. Oh, okay. So this yeah. woman I was involved with for quite over. You know, it was more than a few months, probably a year. But it wasn't like I, I don't know. Maybe I was. She probably thought we were more serious than we were. And uh, Dan got the job in San Francisco at a radio station. And I had decided to quit radio and pursue stand-up full-time. And so I was going to move some of my stuff to California with Dan. And this woman came over. Do you remember this, Dan? Uh, I remember all up until now I do. So she came over to visit us, me, and uh, found me packing some of my stuff so that Dan, Dan was getting his move paid for. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I said, I'm moving to California. And that's how she found out we were breaking up. Hmm, how sensitive you are. <laughs> I fucking listen. I know your life has just been a, a smooth fucking ride, but I, I didn't had, say that. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I listen. I, I was, just said I, that was very insensitive. It was. I agree with you. It was a terrible thing to do. And I said, we're not one of my proudest moments. It's a bad boyfriend move, boy. And I'll tell you what, if somebody ever did that to one of my daughters, I'd be fucking livid. And I'm sure her parents were right too. Over there, yeah. I'd be right over there. <laughs> yeah. Why are, you, why are we telling this story? Oh, because we were oh, roommates. Oh, because we were roommates. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And of course, and we've been roommates for the last seven months again. Yeah. And uh, for and, the uh, most part, it's been a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful ride, Dan. <laughs> has been. I appreciate everything, by the way. The, uh, you know, just being around here, having the, uh, you know, the, the sense of Toronto again was been uh-huh. kind of fun, you know, mm. being here. Yeah. It's not, if something went through my mind, I was right, you know, right at the line there and I'm thinking, <laughs> should I say it or not? And it's funny in this world in which we live, even though this is a podcast, I, I sort of stopped at that line and didn't say it. Mm, what was the line? I don't know whether I should say it. But what is it? Well, how do I have to put it in context? What is it in reference to? Like, um, packing. She walked in and you were packing. Okay. Um, well, I'm not even sure where you're going. Go ahead. Come on. We can always edit it out if it's really hard. I thought she'd take it or She walked. <laughs> no, forget it. No. <laughs> no, do it. You can't do that now. We all want to hear what okay, you're putting Okay, but how little- do you put it in context? Like, I understand Everybody, you know, I'm not insulting anyone and things happen and there's certain acts that is fine if you do them and uh, we love everyone else. What, you fudge packing? Is that where you're going? That's what I was going to say. Okay, oh. you said I thought you were going to say Oh, that's right. She walked room. in and Dan and I were fudge packing. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, if that, if, if that, that was every scenario, I hope I'm the top because I don't want, no one wants any part of that. That's, Dan says that was a long journey for that. Yeah. But isn't it funny? Did you hear what I said? A few, I, 
I said, yes. if that were the scenario, I, don't, I definitely don't want to be the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <true>. Jesus. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a long way. But it, 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 maybe hey, when, with, I with know, Dan, a few everything. years ago, I just say that freely. What's the matter with me? Hey, Fred, anyway. with, everything, Dan, with everything, Dan, it's, all, it's always a long way. <laughs> uh, Dan, you were saying that you've enjoyed being in Toronto, and I know I nagged at you. You know, shut the carpet, shut the door, shut the cupboards, you know? Yeah. That's you know roommate stuff. You gotta you gotta you know, you know make allowance. Don't eat on my chair. Yeah, I did not do that. I appreciate uh, it. Wear socks in the chair. I'm gonna miss the chair. Yeah, no. Listen, nobody nobody yeah. has used that chair more in the last seven months than you have. And it's uh, true. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. always here for you, my friend. Yeah, we, the said, chair, we said our goodbyes last night. I did, did you really? My last. Uh, my last uh, Tell me the truth. When I was when I wasn't here, did you turn over and try and fuck that chair? Come on. <laughs> did you no there's rules i didn't uh, i knew this it's no reading right. no fuck every chair <clears throat> yeah all right so all right. La- last night was your last night or um, yeah. tonight's yeah. your last yeah he's moving night. on tonight's tonight's your last. spencer's okay. moving in today oh, okay yeah. so last night was your last night was yeah. it romantic like in a guy kind of way like did you guys have a nice dinner or anything like that no we just sat around and watched tv no. I'm uh, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna tell you this uh, series I'm watching that Darren recommended. It's fucking amazing. No, I was. We were gonna have dinner. Uh, Dan had bought some kind of Costco thing that turned out to be. I, he made it last night when I came home. It was pretty good. But I didn't eat. I was at the golf course yesterday, and I just sent him a note saying, "Hey, I'm gonna stay here and have dinner. It was great." Uh, I've, there's a bunch of. By the way, for some reason we weren't the. I wasn't the only one to think that the Leafs game was last night because a couple guys were like, "Well, I got to go," and, and we're like, "What? You're just going to go and watch the Leafs game?" I'm like, "No, you're not. Not till tomorrow." <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, is there any any uh, excitement with the, the Leaf game? Yeah, we're going to get to all the Leaf mega, excitement. Mega, 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 mega. Yeah. But uh, we're going to go now. Dan, I know you got to go. Uh, we got to get the uh, rest of this thing rolling. All right. Okay. And uh, Dan Duran, the next time we have you on the show, you'll be, uh, where will I'll you be? In, back uh, at Lisa's? Peterborough. Back in Peterborough. Lisa's, back at Lisa's. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, have a great uh, great show, guys. It's been uh, it's been a blast, Howard. Thank you again for uh, for accommodating me in all these, these months. Dan, you're welcome. Shotgun Dan Duran, everybody. Shotgun. Shot, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Shotgun. <laughs> Shotgun. Oh. Yeah, he's like, what a fucking asshole. A girl, a woman that I was involved with finds out that we're splitting up because I'm packing up some stuff for Dan. Yeah. To take on his free move to uh, California. Yeah, I told you. Not one of my proudest moments. Just kind of keep it real. Yeah, baby. so you didn't put yourself in her position at all through that. I can't remember what I was thinking, you know. Had some troubles in my life. I do remember lots about her, though. She was fantastic. Well, she must have been oh, yeah. for you to do that to her. <laughs> Oh, you know, we were, we're talking about... So what did you do to people you didn't like? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. What a dick, eh? You know, it's funny we're talking... It's funny! God, I'm leaning on that a lot. It's uh, interesting. It's too much. It's something that uh, we were talking about dead people, but... Sometimes you can think about... Well, I think about the many cities I've lived in, the radio stations I've worked at, the comedy clubs, and the people I've met... It's it's a lot when you think about the experiences you've had 
And you, mm-hmm. you as well, and you worked at, you've lived in the same city, but you've worked with so many different people. And you started this off by bringing up some names, to be honest with you, Friedrich, or Federico. Hmm. When yes. you were when you were doing that before the show, I know you were going through broadcast. I like I'd never heard you even talk about that guy, oh, the Bill Octorloni guy. First, I'd ever heard you speak of it, but there would there would be no reason for me to, right? Because we worked briefly in 1979 together, and you know he was never he went as I said he went to Hamilton. I think did some talk radio, but there was yeah there was no. You know, I haven't even spoken to the guy since like 1980. So I, there was no reason. It's just all of a sudden when you see a picture and a name and the man right. is dead, it's like all this stuff comes flooding back to you. Sure. And in the context of this later part of the conversation, the people you've worked with, the cities I've lived in, you know, there are entire radio station staffs. You know, I, I worked at two stations in Vancouver, one in Calgary, one in Montreal that had two, um, Stations here in Toronto at multiple stations. That's a lot of people that have crossed our paths over oh, the yeah. course of this uh, forty plus years doing this. And and again, as Dan said, a lot of them are dead. Oh yeah, a lot of dead people. Sure. You know the older ones, and you know, you know the ones that were somewhat older than us. You can understand, like I named a couple of general managers. Oh, Vince DiMaggio, DiMaggio wasn't that old, but yeah, pretty young actually. You can sort of get your head around that. Um, it's when colleagues start to drop that you know, for various reasons, and we've had that over the years, both of us too. Like again, Martin Streak and a guy I worked with, Nick Charles, and. And we talked you about know, Crystal yesterday or the day before. Crystal died Crystal. like a year ago this time of the year. James Scott worked at CFNY. He's gone. And, you know, and I'm even forgetting people. So, well, that's the thing. Some, tra- some naturally, some tragically, some disease, you know, it's <laughs> awful. And then on top of that, I was saying, so I, you know, you pile up, <laughs> I, I pile up the number of relationships. Not that there was that many, but this this person wasn't somebody I was dating. That's why it makes it so shitty. It's because it wasn't like we'd gone out a few times. I, you know, um, you want to talk she about was it. your girl. She was your girl. You want to talk about a joke that I probably wouldn't do now. And it, it, it's got a lot more meaning now than it even did then. But she was Lebanese. And in my act, I used to do this joke about uh, I was dating a Lebanese woman, uh, but, but we had to break up because I, at Christmas time, I caught her writing a letter to Santa Claus asking for a homeland for the Palestinians, which now, you know, nowadays, <laughs> nowadays is a lot more of a, it's a bigger, you know, it's a bit more of a hot button issue. Right. Um, she was a nice girl, but her breath was falafel. <laughs> it's too bad me and tormented Fred weren't working together in the old. Breath was falafel. Fuck! I don't know why that makes me laugh. It's funny. Hey, why don't we take a quick? Not we're not breaking. We don't break on the show. There's no breaks. No one gets a break. Let's take a second here and acknowledge some of the fine folks that support this program. Okay, everybody, uh, we're going to get into it in a sec. The Toronto Maple Leaf uh, favorite tonight, minus 160 the line on the game. The Maple Leafs favored at home to end this series in five games. Can they do it? Is this team different? Starting tonight, we'll find out. 
Uh, over under on that game, 6.5. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry leading odds, world class sports book and feature rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. Bodog. Mm hmm. Archadec. A R C H A D E C K dot com. No, I'm. Let me just double check that. Make sure it's not dot ca because it might be. No, it's it's dot com. Okay. Well, good. Glad I worked that out for you. If you're looking for a general contractor that specializes in outdoor projects only, structures like porches, patios, outdoor kitchens, pool houses, hardscapes, and decks, that's Architect.com. And here in Toronto. They build a lot of decks. They design and build beautiful outdoor living spaces for homeowners. And you know what? They are very, very good at it. They're the largest and oldest outdoor living builder in North America. Our new clients are uh, Stacy and Craig, the Keats. They own and operate one of those locations here in the city. Experts in design and constructions. They put their customers at the center of the business. And as I mentioned the other day, I don't know if this is the way with all of these contractors, because a lot of times you hire people and you're not sure if they're even going to finish the job. They back their claims and work with real warranties. Every project has a one-year warranty on workmanship, a two-year warranty on structure, and a national guarantee completion fund that ensures every project is completed to your specifications. I don't know what you'd want more than that. Give these people a shout. Let them know you uh, have heard about them here on the Humble and Fred Show. Architect. A-R-C-H-A-D-E-C-K dot com. Yeah, the... Uh, it's funny. Our friend Maureen Holloway and I, she was uh, tweeting out something the other day about... Uh, you know, she doesn't really care much about the hockey team, your Toronto Maple Leafs, during the regular season. But my, like myself, is fully on board. And I tweeted back to her. I said, you know, I don't give a crap. But all of a sudden, I find myself thinking I should eat the same meal. <laughs> so that the team, I don't jinx the team. And that's what's great about playoff hockey. Uh, I, I will tell you, before I turn it over to you, the first thing, one of the first things I thought of this morning was... Uh, Wanted to know what time the game was. I was like, is it 7 or 7.30? Yeah, tonight is 7. I know the other night was seven seven thirty, I believe, but I think American television dictates a lot of this, Howard. So with you and, and our buddy Darren, Darren sent me a note yesterday I thought was interesting, and maybe he sent it to you as well. I, I wonder if your reticence, and I don't dispute that there's reasons to be reticent, history would tell you that is part of it to protect that you don't want to get too up about it to be disappointed you kind of know what i mean no i'm way beyond that way beyond that explain i i used to well no it's not like i'm okay i don't want to get up too uh, uh, i don't want to get too high in case i'll be bitterly disappointed no it's not that at all to me, it's it's probably way more just analytical now. It's it's uh, it's just interesting at this point to me. Like again, I watched the game the other night with again very little emotion. Of course, I wanted them to score in overtime, but again, tonight it begins for me. 
And again, man, I'm remember ten years old. They won the Stanley Cup. I've had a lot, a lot of years of. I see. I've seen a lot. I saw this two years ago. Yeah. They were up three one against Montreal. So, as a Maple Leaf fan, you're conditioned to be aware. What what else could I say? That that's really uh, all I got. Other than it's it's show me, prove it, prove it. That's all. So Darren sent this to me. I don't know if you saw it. It's uh, basically a, a photo essay of, uh, mm-hmm. of one, two, three, four. So five pictures. Uh, twenty nineteen led Boston three two. Twenty twenty tied with uh, who's that? Um, would that be Columbus? Yeah, tied with Columbus two two. Uh, led Montreal, led uh, Tampa Bay last year, and then this year, lead series three to one, and then just question marks. So I get it, dude. Like, you know, it's it would be hard to be anything but reticent and a little bit on, you know, kind of like as you've been saying, show me boys and all that. It's hard to kind of, I mean, for me, I have nothing. It doesn't mean anything to me other than I enjoy. I would love to see them win for a lot of reasons, you know, including that it would be great to see if they could, get, you know, if they could get by this. But it doesn't hit me emotionally the same way it does to you. Yeah, but then again, I don't know how emotional I am. Um, I guess I, I guess I'm emotional from a guarded standpoint. Um, yeah, I, 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 I keep saying it. I mean, we've been here before. I've seen it. Here's the thing: if they win tonight, it's game on for me. They're yeah. probably going to play the Bruins, and I'm totally into it. I think they can handle the Bruins once they get over this psychological hump. But if they lose tonight, look out, people. Look out, because it's going back to Tampa Bay, and the demons will be there, and blah, 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 all that stuff. The demons will rise up, and they're going to have to deal with that. That's why I'm saying if they can get through this series, that's out of the way now. Yeah. It's out of the way. Absolutely. And by the way, that was mm-hmm. the consensus. By about, I was with about 10 guys yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon and then for dinner. And these are hardcore leafers. And uh, the consensus was that, especially from uh, Fire Marshal Dave, who is a super fan, said if they lose tonight, it's going to game seven. And I said the Fred man says the same thing. And look at it. Uh, look what's... And this is why I say, you know, people are saying this team is different, like neighbor John. And I've heard a few people say this team is different. Well, that's why we're going to find out tonight, because all those years and that thing that Darren sent you. Yeah. Like, you know, a couple of years ago, they game six was in Toronto. They could wrap it up. They played like shit, went to game seven. They lose last year. They could have wrapped it up in game six. They didn't. It goes to game seven. They lose. Um like, just on and on and on. So tonight, you'll be able to tell quickly. All they have to do is skate. You know that old, that old thing in hockey? Keep, your, keep, keep moving your legs. Yeah. Your legs have got to be moved. That's all they have to do against this team. Like, I know that. They know that. But something happens. Yeah. We'll know quickly tonight where we're at with this thing, probably. And if they lose it, it's the next night you're going to have to show me. Now Now prove to me you can win a game six after you've blown one uh, opportunity to close. And then game seven. Prove it, guys. You've been here before. Prove that you can get this done. That's where I'm at. problem with team sports versus uh, an individual sport like golf. In golf, mm-hmm. you really control, well, to a degree, you really are in control of your own fate based on how you play that day. Yes, you can't control mm-hmm. 
here's where it's sort of similar. You can't control somebody having an amazing day. You know, it's happened a million times in, in golf where someone had a, like a four or five shot lead, but somebody else had just the, the day of their lifetime. You sort of have to consider that as well for Tampa Bay. They're another team. They've got experience. They're, they've got some great players. Mm-hmm. They're, they're thinking, you know, on the other side of this equation, they're all thinking, you know, this is our, we got to, if we don't win tonight, this, the series is over. So they're going to be playing with a desperation that's a little bit different in that room than the Leafs. Mm-hmm. The Leafs, just let me finish. The Leafs, mm-hmm. as you say, they're playing with a desperation built on historical failure. And that's a tough, I would say, to be honest, that's a tougher one to overcome. Yeah, and Tampa Bay, they've been there the last three years, have won two of them. I don't know how that intangible works, where it's, you know, they got a couple of championships tucked away, and does that make the incentive tonight a little less? Been there, done that, it's okay, you know, it's part of the evolution of a hockey team, or... You know, do they come out wanting to hold on to the glory that they've had? Like, I believe pregame, they're probably going to be chirping the leaps, like, about um, choking. I'm sure, I'm sure they will. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they? Um, another thing, another observation I've made during what I've seen of this series. As the game goes on, the Leafs get stronger yes. in Tampa Bay. So I'm wondering, given the age difference in the team, it's not significant, but enough. A lot of these guys have played, you know, Tampa Bay's played like almost 100 games, series, 100 games a year, right, over the past three years. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just wondering, you know, is it a conditioning thing that's coming into play here? And if so, why wouldn't the Leafs tonight just be moving, moving, moving early? If these guys are running out of gas, Tampa Bay, later in the games, like, use that to your advantage. Um, again, I, easy I, for me. I agree, yeah. Th- you know, yeah. It's all easy here. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we're not having to do anything except decide what to eat during the, uh, mm-hmm. the game. I'll be uh, featuring a combination of uh, cracked uh, black pepper spits with a Sweet chili lime spits. That's a combination Ooh. that I like. Mm, very nice. Um, mm-hmm. With a little fake beer. Klaus Taller is my choice. You know, I wrote this down while you were saying that. <clears throat> you know, recency bias in anything, but especially in sports, I think counts for a lot. So mm-hmm. the first game aside, when the Leafs look just like like a peewee team, but, but every game since then, they have come out and held off, held their ground in the first period or or dominated you know uh forget games uh two now but in the in your you're right in the other games they've gotten stronger as the games more as the game has worn on which bodes well so their recency bias their recent experience is that they've been able i think they've gotten better not just every game but through the series and that's got to play on tampa bay as far as tampa bay having recent experience of success and cups and whatever they also, they don't want to lose, they don't want to be blown out because, you know, they do have some pride and they've got some, there's got to be some of that on the line. Stamkos and those guys have been around for a while and then, you know, not wanting to get, you know, to have the series be like, we, you lost four games in a row. You couldn't beat those guys once. So there's a lot of that at play, which is why I love well, that's, playoff that's hockey. Another, that's another thing to consider. Teams like Tampa Bay don't often lose four games in a row, so they're due for a victory. You're this right. what I'm saying. Um, and here's another thing. I don't know if it was Jeff O'Neill or Frankie Corrado or whoever 
on Overdrive, which I watch in the afternoons, quite entertained by it, watch or listen, made the point that Tampa Bay really probably, if you want to be honest, has been the better, to this point, Tampa Bay's been the better team in the series. They've carried most of the play. You know, the Leafs have scored those late goals. Yeah, that's great. At the end, all that matters is who won. But don't think that the Maple Leafs have, like, totally taken control of this series beyond 3-1. And it gets back to what you say. It's like, well, there's another team there. It's not just all about the Leafs. Like, get it done tonight. There's going to be another team that's going to have something to say about it. The Leafs could have a a great... That's the thing, is the Leafs could have a great game tonight Mm -hmm. and lose this game. Without a doubt. And and you sort of have to step back a little bit and go, okay, that happens in sports. And and unfortunately for them, it's happened a bunch, as Darren's, you know, little funny illustration shows us. Mm -hmm. But there's another team that today right now is thinking about not getting blown out four games in a row and losing a series four to one. That's kind of a and, and so I think so. Here's my question to you. If the Leafs, if we see the Leafs come out with some passion and enthusiasm and they, there's their feet are moving and still lose a squeaker, 2-1, you know, something, go, then you can't put everything on, well, here we go again. That's all I'm saying. No, but what you can do is open the door for the demons. That's all. Oh, absolutely. Just open that door is going to just come smashing open. Unfortunately, that's true. And Unfortunately, that's, that's true. And that's my point. And as you know, what do they call it in golf? The yips and yep. uh, in baseball, there's a term for it and everything. It's like now your head's playing, not your body. Right. And uh, oh, yeah. And everything's a little harder and each play is a little more difficult. And because you're playing not to lose, you're playing the psychological part of it yeah, now is, you're not playing it, to win you're playing not to lose is a, a tough spot to be in and, and right Tampa Bay doesn't lose four games in a row so if you want to play the averages Tampa Bay should win tonight and from from a from a just a, you know from a basic straightforward standpoint you can get your head around that you can understand a team like that doesn't lose four games in a row great the problem is if they don't lose four games in a row it opens that demon door for the Leafs, and that's going to be. When I was at that's, the, uh, that's going to be rough. I was at the Jays game, uh, home opener with Rudra. Uh, we were talking about uh, what's the, what's the pitcher is one of the star guys who started the game. Well, there's five of them. He's got the Manoa, Alec Manoa, Manoa, yeah, Alec Manoa, yeah. one of the stars of the team, mm-hmm. and did not have a, a good first couple of innings. Somewhere in the third inning, it was kind of like, do you pull this guy or not? Mm-hmm. And we talked about this. In fact, I brought it up on the show that one of the reasons you leave that guy in there is, you know, you've got to learn, you know, part of the evolution of an athlete is to learn how to play when you don't have your A game. And Tiger was one of the first golfers and he got so much shit for it, but it was, it was true. Tiger was winning tournaments early on and he would say, I did not have my A game, my A golf swing. You know, he's and, and, and it irked people saying, you know, I, I, I sort of had my B minus or whatever he would say. But what he learned to do is to win even without his good stuff. And and that's one of the reasons he dominated. Same with Nicholas. Same with any, you know, when you don't have your best, 
you know, you're not feeling it. And maybe tonight, you know, maybe it's time for the Leafs to have a little bit of yeah. luck. You know, the only problem is an individual sport like that. You're uh, in know. control of everything with a team sport. You're not. You could have your best night ever, but too many guys in the team aren't. You know what I mean? And, 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 and I take, you know, listen, a couple minutes ago, I said the Leafs could have a great game. They could have their very best stuff right. and still lose this game. I was just talking more about the idea in sports where, you know, that is part of, you know, again, more obviously more an individual game, um, individual sports where you learn to endure. You know, and I think of those positions that I, I always bring up pitcher, uh, free throw, uh, place, uh, place kicker, a field goal kicker in, in, the football, those situations where the spotlight's on you, you know, that's when, as you said, uh, that thing you made a mention there, you're, you're in your body, not you're in your head, not in your body. Mm-hmm. Here's what I hope happens tonight, given that this is year seven of trying to get out of the first round. <laughs> Jesus. That Marner's, Matthews, Marner's, Marner, Matthews, um, William Nylander, even John Tavares, who's been around for a while, but I think he's only in his career has won one playoff series. I hope those guys are saying enough. I don't want that feeling again. Mm -hmm. We've had it four or five, six years. And yes, a team, if it had happened to the Leafs a couple or three years, you can understand it, the evolution of a young team. But this sample size, as I said, is way too big now. So I want, I would hope that these players today are thinking, Number, I'm going out there tonight and I'm going to, like, I'm, I just don't want to have that feeling again. Yeah. No, I get that it. I, we've had over, and I'm going to do all I can to not experience that again. Yep. Um, let's leave so. it there. It's like I said to mm-hmm. you the other day big players got to play big. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Um, we're going to switch gears. Uh, Boone's going to join us in about 15 or 20 minutes just to set things up. Uh, Dan's not doing his news because he's, he's moving out. He's got stuff to do. But first, let's uh, take another second and talk about... Oh, the retirement Sherpa. Yes, the retirement Sherpa. Sherpa. Uh, Retirement Sherpa Tim Niblett, a portfolio manager, Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh, Listen, you know, if you're in a a situation you want to start building wealth, maybe you're a little bit younger, you haven't got around to it, uh, you know... You're almost afraid of it. And there's people in that situation. You know, they overthink it. Well, hook up with the retirement sher- uh, Sherpa. He'll walk you through it, tell you how to get started. And listen, you can get started at any level. He will explain that to you. Uh, he's helped a lot of Humble and Fred listeners. Uh, he's helped some that have brought their portfolios over to him from somewhere else. He's helped several that have started from scratch. I mean, that's what he does. That's his business. He's the Retirement Sherpa. RetirementSherpa.ca. Well, let me tell you about a little company we uh, know of as AaronVentures.com. Maybe get your Sherpa or uh, the Sherpa to check out. The company's name is now Boron One because you know what they're doing? They're trying to get Boron out of the ground, and they're doing it in one of only five places on the earth where it's commercially viable. They're an emerging international junior mining and exploration company, and they support this property. They're engaged in the acquisition, exploration, and development of resource properties. Aaron Ventures' strategy is to uncover and capitalize on unique development opportunities within Canada and regions internationally. Have your people check out these people. This could be a great little addition to your portfolio. As always, uh, check and read before making a, you know, that thing. AaronVentures.com. 
Um, if you're watching this on Facebook, the reason that the screen keeps shutting down, or I don't know if it does or not, but uh, we've uh, been doing some troubleshooting on the equipment, and the screen is uh, the screen is done. You know what I'm going to do, buddy? Can you still mm. see, can you still see me? No. Okay. Let me do this. I see you in a cockpit. Okay. When you when you were carrying a few more pounds, <laughs> that is it is kind of a chubby picture of me. Uh, let me get to this here. Let me just do something because oh, there we go. Let me just do this because it's just you and I. There you go. Now you can see me. What's that? I've just changed. I can't. I can't uh, that other screen just keeps going. I got to buy a new monitor because mm-hmm. I, uh, every. 10 seconds now while we're doing the show I have to reset this screen so I can see it doesn't matter so now it's you and I I can see you you can see me through that camera you look a little bit like Carrie Lake though you know the way whenever that Carrie Lake does something on video it's all through this sort of foggy thing so you can't can't see your uh, age uh, marks or like the Vaseline skin Vaseline lens yeah 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 Yeah, I know how phony is that eh um, I can't do anything about that. I don't think. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know why this monitor is so. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, now I don't have the two screens again, and for the longest time, I resisted the two screens. And uh, Dan Duran, he said, "No, you got to have the two screens." And now oh. I love it. I have uh, the two screens. What was the other thing? All oh, the Ed Sheeran thing you wanted to talk about? Sure. Let's do a little uh, bit of that. If you want. And, you know, there was, you know, Tucker Carlson popped up last night. There's I've got that. the Tucker Carlson audio. We can uh, do that. Uh, you want to start so with that? Funny. Well, it, it depends. Because one of us, one of these subjects will get us all worked up. Can I t- here, tell you what? Let me tell you something. Because we were talking about sports. Yes. Let me just, this is a nice segue. On Darren's Recommend, you know, I had mentioned to you a few days ago, whenever it was, about... Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob McElhaney, McElhaney yes. and Ryan Reynolds had bought that, mm-hmm. you know, football club mm-hmm. in um, Wales, in Wrexham. And then Darren said, have you seen this Welcome to Wrexham series? And I got to tell you, it's it's been such a, it's been so great the last couple of nights. There's short episodes. I've, been, I've watched four or five a night. And it's just this documentary about those two guys and how they came to buy this this club and mm-hmm. the town and how they've embraced it. And the weird thing is now watching it, I know how it turns out. They, they had this evolution where these guys put some money into it and, mm-hmm. and the whole town embraced it and the history of the town. Anyway, if you're looking for something in between hockey to watch, it was an FX series. You can get it. I'm not sure. I, you know what I did? I bought it on YouTube because I, you know, I couldn't. I could have got it from the oh. back channels. For, it was 18 episodes for 25 bucks, mm-hmm. which I think is a pretty good value. So it's like a, a buck an episode or more. But it, if you if you have a chance, you you would particularly like it. I think our audience would like it too. But I think you'd really like it. Yeah, I'm going to uh, carve out some time for that. I noticed yesterday, like I called it up. And the episodes are just half hour, right? 22, 25 minutes, yeah. yeah. Just really, really short and really well done. Some, some nice bite-sized pieces here. And yeah, the guys are that. so likable. And the, and mm-hmm. the, and the, the story, and, and as Darren had mentioned, it's true. It's kind of like a real-life Ted Lasso. But in this case, Ted Lasso's the football club. I mean, these guys aren't really... They, they didn't, their money helped change things. But right. uh, it, it's just really well done. And it's, uh, 
Speaking of Ted Lasso, I think the uh, the last episode came out yesterday. And um, but anyway, you'll really like it. And anyone who in, you know enjoys it, it's an underdog story. But I'll say the, those two guys, Rob. I don't know. I didn't really didn't know much about this Rob McElhenney guy, but he's a good guy. And Ryan Reynolds is such a good guy. And the two of them are so engaging and funny, and, and it's, you'll just enjoy it. Yeah, I will. And when you say the last Ted, you mean the latest, not the last. No, no, sorry. Yeah, the latest yeah. Ted Lasso. Yeah. I know. Yes. It's getting you down always to scare it. me when you say I know. that. I know. I, 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 don't, I don't want that to happen. I know. I hear you, man. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say this about Welcome to Wrexham. As I described last week, it's like one of those series where I often check and see how many more minutes are left in the episode because I don't want it to be over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah. that's that. Been there. So that's a nice palate cleanser between the continuing story of Tucker Carlson, the slimiest man on earth. I don't know how you want to set this up. I have the clip. Maybe you just explain and I'll play the fucking Well, I just, you know, he he, last night at eight o'clock, which is the time his show would have come on. He came on Twitter and delivered... uh, you know, like an opening thing like he would have on his TV show. But again, it's all about what you would expect, you know, the media and corruption and, you know, his perceived corruption in government and oh, yeah. all the all the nonsense that he spews. And uh, and people are um, just assuming, you know, this is the, the beginning of his next presentation, which will probably be a podcast or something that he's in complete control of or some online show yeah sorry for the uh, noise uh booby billy is in the building uh mm. but here's the thing i you know it's funny if you look at the video i mean i'm sure you've seen it it looks like mm-hmm. he's doing it in a sauna <laughs> you know what i mean like it's the weirdest background well yeah you know i i didn't know um Noel told us the other day he does a show from Maine. Yeah. He's up in Maine. Yeah. And I know he did an online show, um, like a one-hour interview show, in that sort of rustic environment. And now it sort of makes sense. I guess that was up in Maine. Yeah. And he would get people to come in Maine or beam them into that studio in Maine. Well, so here it is. Uh, just a few seconds. Uh, you know, uh, Julie Fleming, who was one of our main political reporters, has been doing some great work uh, gathering up all the clips. And she sent us, uh, she gifted us a Washington Post article because it's behind a paywall. And I've got some audio from, uh, here, here's, what, what I'll do is I'll play some of the Tucker Carlson thing where he's talking about how, you know, the reaction has been, he, of course, never mentions, you know, he was fired, never mentions, you know, all the text messages he said about what an asshole Trump was, never mentions anything uh, except for, um, you know, just what the state of America is. And I want to get your thoughts about something I'm going to ask you after I play this. Good evening, it's Tucker Carlson. One of the first things you realize when you step outside the noise for a few days is how many genuinely nice people there are in this country, kind and decent people, people who really care about what's true and a bunch of hilarious people now he says that because obviously every talk show host has been roasting him we'll get back to that also a lot of those it's got to be the majority of the population even now so that's heartening the other thing you notice when you take a little time off is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are they're completely irrelevant they mean nothing in five years we won't even remember that we had them Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing, 
the undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic. I, I don't know how much more of this we need. You sort of get the yeah. idea, I think, everybody. The man is a walking pile of puke. That's all he is. Yeah. You know, when he goes on, I read some of the, the text. And um, when he goes on about attacking the media, are you kidding me? <laughs> no, you I hypocritical know. creep. He's what's wrong with the media. Listen, there are problems with the media, all forms of media, all levels of media, all outlets of media. They all have their issues, but nothing like he represented spewing lies, conspiracy theories. Yeah. He's just evil from top to bottom. And when he refers to people that are not, how does he know what a nice person is? He has no fucking idea what a nice person is. That man. So, and then as he's referring to how hilarious everyone is uh, because of this. Here's a little sampling of what the late night uh, talk show host had to say. Hey, I'm Jimmy Fallon, one of the few TV personalities who's still employed. Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson. I'm, for those of you who don't follow cable news, this is like if Ronald McDonald and the Burger King got fired on the same day. Tucker's firing is going to leave a huge white power vacuum at Fox. <laughs> Last Friday was his final show, which is great, but also unsettling, at least when he had a show we knew where he was Tucker couldn't be reached for comment he's already on a plane to Moscow to meet with his manager Tucker Carlson has now worked and left MSNBC CNN and Fox News he's running out of options now like soon he's just gonna be on the weather channel saying that hurricanes are caused by drag queens Tucker was forced out by Rupert Murdoch, which is pretty ironic. Tucker spent so many years saying that Mexican people were coming to take our jobs away. Turns out he should have been worrying about Australians. So there you have it. A little fun was made at his expense. You know, uh, here's a little thing I wanted to throw by you, because in one of the articles I read, people were wondering what he might do next. Uh, Did you see this or read anything about him maybe running? Uh, well, Noel said something the other day. What if he was Trump's vice presidential? Pick? Yeah, but there's some articles. There's something I read where he might think about a political career aside from Trump. Uh, well, he'd fit right in. Absolutely, he? he would. Sure. With the with the a lot of those creeps on that side now, he'd fit right in. Absolutely. And while I think of it, you know, that reference to Don Lemon, I saw the clip yesterday when he was referring to, uh, was it Nikki Haley? Yeah. Not in her prime at 51. I'll tell you, if I was CNN, I would have fired him that day. Yeah, it's pretty awkward. This is, this is CNN. You're on the, the morning show desk, again, a news outlet, and he was reduced to defending himself by saying, Google it, Google it. Women are in their prime from the, in the 20s, like 30s, 30s and 40s. Oh, I know. 40. And they're going, well, what are you talking about? What prime? The girls were saying to him, the women on the panel, yeah. not girls, were saying, so what prime are you talking about? Well, it's true. Google it. No, I Can know. I, in that position, reduced to telling them to Google it on national television? I would have fired him right there. And what was, because I've seen the clip. Uh, I referenced mm-hmm. it yesterday. What was his, what was his point? You know, I mean, I. Do you th- like? Do you think he was like one one of those things? And we've we've had those happen to us where you sort of start down a path for a second, you realize, okay, well, this, I've th- I've gone down the wrong path. I should just take it back now. Yes. Yeah, I think he said it off the top of his head. I think he was trying to maybe be profound or something like, and it it was all wrong. Yeah. 
And, you know, um, what's her name? Poppy Fields or whatever her name is. Poppy, whatever. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and Kaylin uh, Collins. They called him on it. And so they should. You can't let that go by. It was just so bloody ridiculous. And I think he just said it trying to sound intelligent or something on some level. But my goodness, did that go south quick? Yeah, and I didn't know about all the other sort of behind-the-scenes stuff with him. But, you know, we've said this for years. The guy's been there 17 years. He's a super lightweight. Here's the thing, especially from a Canadian standpoint. Did you know that Chris Como has a show every night? I do. It's an online show. Yep. And Bill O'Reilly has a show every night, yep, an I online do. show. And I'm sure, you know, if Tucker doesn't get into politics, that's what he will have. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're you know significantly out of sort of the mainstream now so those guys can like bill o'reilly see he's aggravating too he, like he's again hypocrisy you know yeah I, I, by the way i've seen some of his online it's just he looks just looks tired and old and, and, uh, old you know and, one, one of the guys that i read that you probably you know we heard mm-hmm. me reference bob Lefset's letter right. he talked about the tucker firing Mm-hmm. And this is this is very true. Very, I thought it was very many really good pro, uh, point. I was going to say profound, but it wasn't that profound. But it was just the mm-hmm. point that when you, when you're only as good as your call letters, yes, you're only as good as the outlet you're on. When yes. when O'Reilly had that show, you know he ruled the roost. He was the anti-clock. And by the way, I know we're talking about this, but this is more mm-hmm. than just a cable news story. Everyone knows that Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson got fired, but mm-hmm. you really only and and this was Left Set's point about Carlson. Because he mentioned, uh, not Como, but he mentioned Bill O'Reilly. And, and, and once you're out of the, you know, once you're out of the support system that is Fox, you go away quickly. You fade into the, you know, Tucker Carlson thinks he's going to be as um, sort of a, uh, impactful. It's not even mm-hmm. going to be close. He's well, going to fade away faster than he understands. Well, this is it. And that's the point. That's where I was going with this. Like, he's going to be out of the mainstream. So it's sort of going to be out of sight, out of mind, which is great. Here's another thing that um, I think Bill O'Reilly has to chew on, and Tucker will as well. You know, the average age of the uh, Fox audience is something like 64 years old. Yeah. Let's see if those 64-year-olds are going searching for him online. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? I mean, exceptions to the rule. Listen, if you're of that age, you're a senior citizen and you're sort of tech savvy or your job, uh, you know, involved being comfortable with a computer and doing things online. Great. But the type of dunderhead simpleton 64-year-olds that love Fox News, good luck having them find you online. Here's another luck. Here's another palate cleanser. Look at that thing. Oh, this is for people who haven't seen uh, Booby Billy. This is the dog uh, that Charlie has mm-hmm. that has uh, nearly th- this silly little thing. Has, mm-hmm. OK, sweetie, has nearly 300,000 fucking uh, Instagram followers. <laughs> hey, buddy. You did, I know. Oh, I know. For those of you just listening to the podcast, Howard is holding a chihuahua and it's licking his face. Now he's, it, it it, it's not just licking my face. She shoots her tongue up my nose. Yeah, she mm-hmm. does. Just how the it is. salt. Just how it is. Uh, so like yeah, like salt lick. Um, why did my daughter shut? Oh, that's weird because she shut the door. Uh, anyhow, that's uh, that's the Tucker Carlson story. It'll just be interesting to see where it all lands. Uh, there was a. Do you want Boone's joining us now, and I know you wanted to kind of 
Jed a little bit early. Do you want to do the Ed Sheeran thing or should we just save it till next week? It'll still be a thing. This trial starts today. I've also got a story with Richard Lewis. I've got that clip. We can play it next uh, week. Hi, buddy. And uh, there's a a horrible story about how French fries are bad for your mental health. French fries? Yeah. Yeah. I was bummed, man. Yeah, I don't eat them often, but uh, the odd time I have them, and I when I have them, if they're you know they're decent, I really enjoy a French fry with lots of vinegar. So lots do I. Vinegar. And the thing that bu- well, I also have a story next week about the uh, top ten, top twenty friendliest cities in the world. Yeah, I have that story. Didn't get to it this week. Uh, mm-hmm. Where's my French fry story? Let's talk about that. Yeah, Kev. You know, we didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers being traded from the Green Bay Packers to the New York Jets as well. That was a like that might have been the biggest sports story of the week, actually. You know, again, we're in the Maple Leaf cocoon, but generally, uh, that was a major, major story. Well, okay, but I, I, I think mm-hmm. that is I, fantastic. But like, can we stay on the French fries just for a second? Oh, no, no, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were running down stories. We well, no, but this we one I didn't, we, wouldn't be talking This about. one's a no-brainer. Okay. Because uh, I had some, fr- the reason I, I saw this is mm-hmm. I had French fries for the first time last night in a long time. Mm-hmm. And they were delicious. You know, there's this thing with French fries that has taken over. Toronto Mike is here. Do you do... This is such a uh, seems to be a current thing where you dip your French fries in mayonnaise and ketchup. Do you ever do that? No. Mike, do you ever do that? No, but that was a uh, conversation in Pulp Fiction, right? At the beginning of Pulp Fiction, they talk about how in Amsterdam they do that. Well, Mm -hmm. uh, now everyone does it. It seems I've seen it a lot. I believe my wife mixes mayonnaise and ketchup on some things, but she never, ever eats French fries, so it wouldn't no, be that. of course not. But that combo. Yeah, very delicious. According to a new study in the Journal of Academy of Science, a team of researchers found a link between eating fried potatoes and having anxiety or depression. Mm. Well, that sucks. I thought you would eat it because you had anxiety or depression. But I'll tell you one thing. After I ate them, I felt great. So, you know... And I could be. I've got anxiety. I've got anxiety and depression. No, I so thought what, it was what's great. The, what's the connection? Like, why? Why? Uh, it's, 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 the oil or it something? It says what, uh, the like, links are between the two are not entirely understood, but they do suggest <laughs> that fried foods may have a negative impact on your mental health. Hang on a sec. Yeah, there well, you go. Well, that, that could apply to anything then. Fried chicken, fried. Yeah. I think anything delicious is going to kill you. Thank you. Yeah. And now, um, and now here comes my daughter to take the dog away. Can you take the dog away uh, just for 20 more do minutes? You like, do you like okay. Do you like lattice fries? Oh, I do. Aren't they interesting lattice fries? I think they are. I think whenever I've had lattice fries, I've, I sit there and go, you know, that's a great way to have a fry. But they're not offered in many places. But what? when they are, they seem to... Uh, do you call them lattice? or uh, Yeah. What... Lattice fries. Explain to us normies what the hell that is. I don't know what that is. Well, you know, lattice in your backyard, like lattice fence. You know, the weaved fence. Well, that's what what the fries look like. They tend to be round with a lattice pattern. Right. Deep fried. And um, in fact, right now, I think Mary Brown's chicken is offering two pieces of chicken and lattice fries for $6.99. 
Ooh, I've seen lattice. that uh, commercial quite often. Lattice fries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On the Jays games, probably. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, lattice fries. Yeah, there they are. You know what they have at my course? It's uh, kettle chips. Kettle, kettle chips, chips are nice. Which are nice. nice dipped mm-hmm. in a sort of ketchup mayo dip of some kind. Very good. And not depressing yeah. at all. But you know what you have to watch with kettle chips? This no. is a problem that I, same with Miss Vicky's. They can cut the roof of my mouth mm. if I don't chew them properly. Well, that's horrible. Here, Boone, do you see lattice fries now? I just shared my screen. Yeah, you know what? They look like they'd be fun to eat. They I are. They are fun. So, do oh, very s- much fun. So when you're, <laughs> when you're depressed and suffering from anxiety, have a lattice fry. I'm sorry. As a kid, fun. I, I Toronto, always like the can waffle. Can you see that, by the way? Can yeah, you see it? I can okay. see it. Oh, right. see, yeah, yeah, I can see your like. search history. What are you looking at, Howard? Holy uh, moly. Well, and I look, mm. right now I'm looking at lattice fries. And uh, anyways, what you're saying, yeah, we, what did you like as a kid? Oh, Oh, uh, just, you know, ruffle fries, like the crinkle, because yes. I like to go ridge by ridge. You'd eat it yes, like, love like that. a rabbit ridge by ridge. That's fun. That's uh, right. The hockey arena that I used to go to as a kid, that's what the, exclusively they had the, the mm. what do they call them? Crinkle fries? Crinkle, I think. is Crinkle yeah, cuts. Generic. Yeah, crinkle cuts. With the ridges, yeah. Uh, uh, but but, but those, some of those potato chips, really, you got to watch it. They're oh, hard, man. And they well, rip yeah, your mouth. terrible. And salty. So you rip your mouth, and then the acid goes in. And it's uh, a, double, a double hit. It's no good. Uh, we still have a little business to take care of here, so hang around for a second there, uh, Toronto Mike, uh, producer. And because uh, we're going to, uh, this is going to be a little shorter show today because we got another, we got another show to do for tomorrow. You know, now that we're reading emails on Fridays and brilliant. Um, <laughs> first, here's Freddie with this message. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group uh, benefits plan for small business. Uh, chamberplan.ca. That's where to go for the info. Uh, I mean, it's all there online, but of course you can contact someone as well to find out how your small business can become part of the Chambers Plan. A lot of small businesses are part of the Chambers Plan because, well, that's how it works. All these small businesses together create the image of a large business. It makes buying, purchasing insurance a lot more affordable for all. And they've done a great job of uh, holding the line on uh, premiums over the past several years. Very important for small business. And again, when we're talking benefits, uh, dental and um, uh, dental and prescriptions, usually the two top things that people are interested in, but they have uh, therapies as well. An HR component to this thing. Mental health is now uh, part of the plan because of what we've been through with COVID. On and on and on. Well, well, excuse me, Fred. Fred think yes. about it. How, how uh, uh, timely the mental health part of this is now that people are getting depressed over French fries. That's right. So if you've been eating a lot of French fries, <laughs> go to chamberplan.ca. And this program brought to you each and every day, baked fresh by GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. If you've been uh, sitting on an idea for a while and you're like, how would I get this out to the people? Well, now you can do it with GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support. They're here to help you every step of the way. That's probably how our producer, uh, Toronto Mike, started giving out support to people around the world. Uh, There's no better time than now to get your idea online. You can find your domain, create your website with GoDaddy, and do it with no credit card even required. You can start your website for free today with GoDaddy. Go to GoDaddy.ca and learn more. Come on. Go and do it right now. Stop it. Stop being... You know what? Stop procrastinating. Start Start your business. 
So, uh, Boone, does it, su- sorry, Toronto Mike, does it surprise you? <laughs> yes. Are you surprised uh, with the enthusiasm and interest that Shotgun Howie G? <laughs> Maybe that's what I should have been. Shotgun Howie G. Yeah, like Tom Rivers, right? He was shotgun. Yeah, yeah we Rivers. talked about it at the start of the show. You'll hear it. We're, it's a reference to something that happened an hour ago. We're just talking about old radio names and how. Yeah. Back when I started, no one wanted a glassman on the air because it was too ethnic sounding. Uh, are you surprised at the uh, level of enthusiasm I have for your Toronto not, Maple Leafs? Not at all. The whole point, I think, of like playoff hockey where everything matters all of a sudden is that people jump on the bandwagon. My wife has become a diehard Oilers fan, staying up late for these Oilers games. And Why? I'll be honest, she didn't watch one minute because I live with her. She never watched a single minute of Oilers hockey all regular season. Oh, she's from Edmonton. Yeah, well, she's from yeah. So oh, okay, that she's from Edmonton, oh, but right. so she's all in, like as if as if she watched every game, and it's and I'm fine with it because it's like whatever. Like Fred says it, you know, you don't know sports anything. Yeah. Just enjoy life. I don't know if you heard me say you'd love, but if you haven't seen it, you'd love Welcome to Wrexham. It's fantastic. It's so yeah. good. You know, I think we got a good taste of this in 2019 with the Raptors. Um, all the way, the everybody jumped on that bandwagon. Yeah. Like my daughter, my wife, and a lot of people that just not into basketball. And since then, probably haven't watched a basketball game. Mm-hmm. But you're swept up in the excitement of the uh, of the chase. And uh, that's what you're going through uh, now, Howard. Although my wife still has no interest in the Leafs. Hmm. She'll sit Maybe there and watch second it. round, it'll click in. Like, I mean... It's yeah. been so long since there's been a second round game in this uh, this city, and I I, mm-hmm. I just wish that I could watch like a leaf run with my kids. It's mm-hmm. weird, twenty one year old, but I've never had this experience. Like, mm-hmm. let's do this. That's a nice point, actually. That'll be uh, something that not only can we all share, but you share with your families and build memories, and you know. Howard, do you remember this in nineteen ninety three? It was Game Seven. It was the Leafs and the Kings. And you and I went to somebody's house. A house. It was Al and some I forget. And we yeah. watched Game Seven at their house. And that's the night Gretzky screwed. Game Seven in Toronto. If the Leafs won that night, they were going to the Stanley Cup Final against the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah. Why were we at somebody? What were we doing? No, they had invited us, and it just so happened. And the idea was, we had met them somehow through the radio station but i can't remember but it wasn't like a a, a station event or anything no, they a, invited us and we yeah. thought oh that's nice and i think we went and had dinner and then watched the game i even took my kids um but i remember as time ticked down and the leafs were going to lose i actually got up and walked outside for about 15 20 minutes like i walked down a couple of streets i couldn't yeah you needed to be i, cu- I couldn't it was too much for me to take in that they had lost and we weren't going to see the leafs in montreal and that's that 90, that's, that's that only 90, thirty. That's only thirty. Thirty years <laughs> right. ago. Exactly. That's only thirty years. Ago. By the way, mm-hmm. I that's apologize. That's my favorite. Uh, no, don't apologize. But I, that's my favorite Leafs team. Freddie is that ninety-three Leafs team with Gilmore and Clark. I apologize. I did not play the Toronto Mike theme. So this, all, everything you've heard Mike say so far is unofficial. It's not official until you play the Toronto Mike theme. Well, Mike, that was a very likable team. It was, and they sort of came from nowhere and over. They overachieved as opposed to the current edition that is underachieved. So it was a different right. landscape. Yep. yep. I miss Pat yep. Burns. That guy, I enjoyed Pat Burns. Also that. dead. Mm-hmm. We were talking about, that's another theme this morning, Mike, in case you missed it, it's just more dead people. Hey, look at this. Yeah. 
That run in 93, Pat Burns dead. The next run through the early 2000s, Pat Quinn dead. dead. So if they do well this year, uh, Sheldon, Sheldon Keefe is dying. No good. He will. Everybody dies. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not an REM song. Everybody dies. Toronto, Mike, uh, what do you got on your plate? Is there something you're uh, ready to talk about or can we wrap this thing well, up? It's been a few weeks since we've reminded people that you guys have an amazing travel show. Oh, yes. Aging with Energy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let me just, there's so many, so it's been so long since we mentioned it. There's three new episodes since I last updated everybody. Uh, Puerto Adventures. Did I say that right? Puerto Adventures. Oh my God, I butchered it badly. It's okay, right. that's, in the, that's in the feed. Blue Jays Road Trips, I can pronounce that one. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. And then just dropped in for today, uh, San Miguel de Allende. San Miguel de Allende. Okay. Man, you, white, man, you white people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so there's some oh, Aging with Energy and, of course, Swing Thoughts. Uh, so these are all the shows you should subscribe to. There's only four to really run through here. Humble and Fred, but I'm speaking to the choir here. Uh, Aging with Energy, this great travel show starring Humble and Fred. Uh, H- Howard's got a golf show called Swing Thoughts. And I have a show called Toronto Mike. You mentioned Frank Corrado, Fred, and he was in Frankie, the. Frankie, yes. Yeah, he was here for 90 minutes earlier this week, and he's mm, amazing. 90, he's only very, 90, very good. Only 90? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we uh, shortened it. Uh, would you have a doctor's he, appointment? Hey, he had how's, to go to overdrive. How's your uh, banger? You're feeling okay? Actually, I got good news in that uh, the blood doctor, the hematologist, says my blood is normal. Because we were all thinking I had this uh, genetic disorder that would cause blood clotting. And it came back normal, which I believe is good. And uh, therefore, like when this clot's gone and it, they, I, sh- I don't have to be on blood thinners for the rest of my life. Good for you. Clot gone. Clot gone. Soon. Soon. Uh, and you're still getting a little mild headache Yeah. He says my brain, the neurologist, not the hematologist. I got so many doctors. I feel like you guys. I mean, <laughs> I, I have say, more doctors than you You're guys. like an old guy in training now. <laughs> the neurologist yesterday told me that my brain went through a lot of trauma. Therefore, yeah. these headaches are part of the deal. And at some point, they should dissipate. So, you know, the countdown's on. Okay, man. You're uh, a lucky guy, man. Tell oh, yeah. Why, because I uh, survived my blood clots. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A, a lot of people, they, you know... If they don't drop dead, there's a lot more strokes. Yeah. You know, uh, paralysis and stuff. No, you're a lucky guy. I mean, it's horrible you had it, but you're lucky the way you've come through it. No doubt, Freddie. I am uh, glad you're very that lucky. in time. You might have to change your name to Shotgun Strokey Mike. <laughs> Minimal brain damage. You can barely uh, notice it. Really? Uh, okay. Thanks to everybody. We, uh, thanks to everybody. Uh, enjoy uh, the game tonight. Go Leafs, go. You know, and uh, I don't know what else there is to say. Uh, the email show, that's tomorrow. But, of course, we're taping it today. So Can now I ask we're... a question? Yes, you sir. You guys move that to a Friday show so you'd have more time to talk on the Thursday. But you yeah. just end your Thursday show a half an hour early to record the Friday show. No, no it's only because, no, listen to me. It's only because the Fred man has an appointment. So okay. we're cutting things and short. We, we haven't been cutting Thursday short. We usually, I didn't know about the appointment. Yeah. It's only been a couple of Thursdays. No, but no, we but other Thursdays we've gone Some long and then gone longer. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll just tell you, there's going to be there's going to be a reckoning because uh, when this weather becomes full on golf, we're going to have to talk about recording extra shows because I may have to go golfing. Ah, <laughs> uh, um, oh, if you want to, Mike, let's keep talking about your blood clot. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys introduce that topic. I never come uh-huh. up and introduce the blood clot as a topic. Uh, but, but I, I am excited about the leaf game. And I am optimistic. I'll say I'm. 
I feel like it ends tonight. I'm feeling okay. well, so, and, yeah, and, and this And this show ends now. Okay, everybody? I hope so. Go yeah. Leafs go. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Leafs. once again, I'll be uh, having a combination of uh, cracked black pepper spits and uh, sweet chili lime. Okay. This episode of Shotgun Humble and Fred Torme was brought to you by The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Air Adventures, evnet.ca, GoDaddy, and our newest sponsor, Architect Outdoor Living better building by design we read all of our emails we even have a friday email show humble and fred at humbleandfredradio.com look liking and subscribing really does help us out by charging up the getting noticed algorithms so does getting your friends to listen to just one show get them to listen to just one show come on for humble and fred i'm dan duran and remember all the dead guys are dead so enjoy every goddamn day Handouts, two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans, or just clap your hands, or just clap your hands. Where's that?